0: kia ora hello everyone welcome to episode 44 of only a podcast hello captain hello captain you kia right?
1: ora yeah everything's good everything's good and i've got a list here that uh that's coming up if i, I can eh. um and it, the list merely says film tv music theater rant Question, which um, is basically what we do most of yeah. the
0: time, isn't it? Pretty much it, yeah. It's
1: just stuffed everything into yet another episode.
0: Oh, it's quite good uh, though, because yeah. now now we've been doing weekly episodes. It's ticking along. I think feels a bit more yeah we're ticking more alive, yeah, yeah ticking over more when, current, yeah not trying to cram everything in oh. uh, every two or three weeks. So speaking of current, so yeah, hot off the press, the Mercury Prize was announced. Indeed. And as usual, we, we picked it, didn't we? Uh,
1: oh, no. We no not as <laughs> such. Didn't.
0: So, no. uh, uh, Ezra Collective, which yeah. was a great album. Wasn't my yeah, choice I it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yes.
1: Was, it, was, it was very good. I thought uh, they went absolutely bonkers when they won, and um, there were some great clips on that show, I have to say. Um, oh, I, I caught a couple seen. of little
0: bits on Instagram. I want to try and watch the whole yeah, thing later. That's yeah, that's
1: it. Yeah, uh, there was some great live performances there. Mm. Um, Jesse Ware kicked it off yep. with uh, a thumping disco tune, and, mm. um, and it just got better from there, really. So, yeah, uh, some good stuff there. Yeah,
0: good. I'll have a look at that later. Yeah, good yes. stuff. Uh, mm.
1: All right, so what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Uh, uh, th- uh, this week's cinema viewing. Um, I went to see Scrapper. Oh, yeah. Which is... Uh, kind of Ken Loachy, um, you know, a tale of uh, woe and, um, and hardship in England. Um, but this one's got kind of extra feels and, and colourful things going on in it that uh, the director, Charlotte Regan, um, threw in because she thought that it shouldn't be all uh, endless grey tales of woe um, in films like that. Uh, and fair enough. Um, she's... Come from a sort of music video background. She's done lots of videos, apparently. I haven't watched any of them, but for grime and rap stars. Right. Um, But this is um, really good, including amazing performances from um, a first-timer called Lola Campbell, who is the main protagonist in it, who basically uh, has lost a mum and uh, lives um, alone and steals bikes for a living and <laughs> sells them to a contact yes. um, and um, pretends that her carer is her uncle called Winston Churchill when when the authorities phone up just to see how she's getting on. Mm. Um, uh, but uh, deadbeat dad, who's played by Har- Harris Dickinson, comes along and, um, and it all ticks off from there because she's not really sure about him really because mm. he's been a bit of a waster in the past. Right. Um, yeah, I wanna see this good. one. Yeah, gotta yeah, get it's, out to see it's, this one. It's uh, one thing I will say is it, it, it probably will put um Lola and Harris, especially Harris, I think, in the frame for some awards. bigger roles. Right. And awards and uh, yeah, and bigger films, I think. Um, mm. like, I think I'll get we I think we're gonna see Harris Dickinson again certainly. Right.
0: Um, so yeah.
1: Cool Thumbs film. Thumbs up
0: from the captain. Uh, yeah. Yeah, good one. Definitely. Good one. Um, I went out to the theatre this week. Well, not really the theatre, a uh, uh, sort of yeah. arts space in town. It's the start of the Dunedin Fringe Festival and there's always good stuff there to yeah. see. Uh saw this play which was put on by uh the students of a local high school where the missus happens to work uh, in conjunction with the other the girls school. And the play mm-hmm. is called Bystander 911. I don't think I you've ever be. heard of this. It's written by someone called Meron Langsner, American guy. And this was written just after 9-11 happened. It was like within a month of it happening. And um, I'll, I'll just I'll just read it because be, they, they say it better than I do. Uh, Drawn from the experience of New Yorkers during September 11th attacks and their immediate aftermath, bystander 9-11 bears witness. Its journey begins in the subways underneath the Twin Towers and continues in a changed world as it explores what it means to be a New Yorker, to be American, and to be a human in the midst of world-shattering historical events. So you've got all these all school kids, like, Six, 16 17 years old whatever all playing these parts um starts off there on the subway underneath when it happens mm-hmm. uh and it's a story of their experience of getting out of the subway and becoming bystanders and afterwards and the next day and oh my god there, there wasn't a dry eye in the house it was incredible wow. it was absolutely incredible i'm not really plugging yeah. it because you can't go see it again it was a one off but um I would say if this play ever comes up, it gets performed all around the world. Yeah, 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 if some someone somewhere near you is doing this play, do go and see it. It was, it was amazing. Uh, and yeah, but well done to them kids that performed in it. They were great. So Excellent. yeah, that was good. Enjoyed that a lot. Um, also, last weekend, I uh, went out again. How about that? No, twice. Twice a well, week. We, in the same venue. Oh, I might oh. head in the local arts venue. Uh, my, my daughter, my 15-year-old, she's um, found herself in a band doing a bit of vocals. And uh, obviously cool. didn't cool. want parents to go see them, go obviously, because we're not anywhere near cool enough. But um, we, we did. We snuck in and they're really good. All girls. Um, you know, all sort of 15, 16, 14 to 16 years old, I think. Uh, you know, drums guitar bass vocals uh yeah they're really really good cool. it was, yeah it was excellent it was a bit riot True. girl sort of thing um excellent as soon as they started playing i just thought belly you remember belly from the 90s yeah, so yeah, yeah, big yeah. fan of belly i liked them a lot yeah so um yeah it's that kind of vibe um and i've suggested that uh, they do uh, a cover of feed the tree i think it'd be marvelous if they did that so i've suggested really that cool. to her but but obviously she won't listen because she's a teenager so yeah uh, Cannonball
1: by the breeders, you or know. Cannonball, All something that like that,
0: or something by Courtney Love, that kind of thing. But um, that's yeah. from the old days, so <laughs> I know <laughs> it's thirty years ago, mate. So, um yeah. um So they're called Eris, E R I S, Eris. Uh okay. So on Instagram, we'll give them a we'll give them a name check.
1: Great yeah. and a link. Yeah. What, what else well, should our I tens have? of viewers can have a look.
0: A in their dozens, they'll be Indeed. listening. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: Right. What have I got? Mm. Uh, Let's go to the telly. Um, A local production here uh, called Family, Faith and Footy, I think. Mm. Anyway, those three words feature. Um, And I'm not all that about rugby, you know. It seems strange to say that um, with uh, living here and um, Mm. all that kind of thing. But um, this was very, very good indeed. Uh, it's about an hour and a half's worth of a celebration of uh, Pacifica rugby players and the communities they live in, and their fauna and all that kind of thing. And it's centres really on the human side of it, rather than the, the super sporty side of it. Mm. Um, although obviously they are rugby players, so you do get you do get that too. Um, but it's basically about how they've had to travel the world. Uh, to make money and be spurned by the All Blacks because of that. Um, you know, they see their chance and they go and do it because mm. they feed feed money back to the islands. They're, they support yeah. extended families and all that kind of thing and that's what they have to do. Um, it gets very emotional in places. Um, and it's the byline is a story about small islands, big dreams, and the sacrifices made by many to produce some of the world's greatest players and Mm -hmm. um, from a a, a large selection of teams. There's the, you know, there's Bondiaki sitting there in the Irish team, Um, the best team in the world probably uh, Mm -hmm. at the moment. Um, Could be controversial, but yeah. So that's a a good, it's on TVNZ+. It's it's a a good watch, even if you're not into rugby, I think we all pretty much enjoyed it in this house. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was my first TV thing. And the second one is the return of Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse in series six of mm. uh, Gone Fishing. And that's yep. um, same of, you know, more of the same, really. Yeah. But, but yeah. I enjoy it. So, um, so that's good. A mm. couple of really deep belly laughs in this. Uh, Bob falls down in of the course. river almost in this one. Um, they go fishing for Chubb on the River Y. And the producer gets the drones out and, and the. The Scenery is fantastic, and it's uh Ted the dog's 10th birthday as well. In this, so well, um, it's funny you talk
0: about fishing for chub on the river why because um Bob falling in yeah. because I That's... went fishing for chub on the river, river Y a a few years ago and I fell in. Yeah, oh. never done that. Well, there before. you go. Oh, there'd been a huge um downpour the day before, yeah. it, was, it was in flood, and uh, yeah. I, was, I was in my chest waders. And uh, it, it yeah. was teaming, the river was teaming through. It was a mighty river, you know, it was teeming through. Is. And because cause it was up by a metre, I thought there was yeah. some floor and there wasn't, it was some river. So I went in up to my chest. Um, so, yeah, I had a, a wader full of River Y. Um, there you go. Yeah, but it could have been you should, quite You bad. should watch. I will, I will it could, watch. It yeah, could yeah,
1: be I'll you. Work, um, yeah. It's, um yeah, I did think when it came on the screen for the first time, uh, uh Oh, that water looks a bit brown. Yeah. So I think it's a similar similar kind of situation. Um,
0: that's the best time for to be fishing for chub, just after one of those.
1: There you go. Yeah. So that's why. Oh,
0: Not that I do that go. sort of stuff anymore, but there you go. Ah. Um. Yeah. yeah, I will check that out. I started watching Good. something last night. It was just there. It was on, and it looks like it's yeah. going to be absolutely crap, but I think I've watched it once, so I'm hooked now. And it's oh. called The Traitor, I think. It's these- oh, Oh, Winkleman.
1: It, it, it's just a franchise series, isn't it? Okay. You're watching the British one.
0: Is there another one? There is,
1: there is a New Zealand one, but oh. it's apparently not,
0: no, nowhere near as good
1: as uh, the British one. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I just
0: saw the first episode last mm. night, so, yeah. Okay. I've got to go around being... Bad, but not getting caught and making people think they're, ah, oh, it's fine, you know. It's, it'll be, I don't know. I might, maybe I'll watch it, maybe I won't, but I watched the first one last night and it was all right. Is Bradley um,
1: Walsh in it? Is he in anything no, else?
0: No. No. Winkleman, it's, though. Got so, a British so, so programme without, program without
1: Brad. Excellent.
0: I wonder when was the last day on <laughs> their television that Bradley Walsh wasn't on? <laughs> he
1: wasn't on. I wonder. At least twice. <laughs> yeah. Twice a day and yeah. sometimes more. Yeah. Uh,
0: anyway. Good for him. Why not? He's that's, all right. That's not that's not the
1: rent we've got in the program. Um,
0: no, have I got a rent? Have, have you got a rent? Have I got one? I've got another. Well, it's not really. Uh,
1: is it? Is it a rent? No, it's not really a rant. It's kind of. But um, yeah. Now, nah. well, I, I was I was out the other day um, in the shops. And I thought oh, I'd just pop into JB Hi-Fi for yep. those people who don't know. It's kind of a chain thing. What is it like? What's the equivalent in the UK? I, oh, what is that price or so, something like that? Dixon's
0: back. Oh, yeah, in the day, got, that, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so they've got every, yeah, they've got all electronica and TVs and mm. music. I went in and I thought and there were lots of red stickers all over. It and I thought this is oh, a sale. Fantastic. Brilliant. Some mm. kind of sale on. But I soon realized. The sale was on because, not because of any, kind of marketing reason, but because of a very basic reason that the shop was bursting at the seams with uh-huh. vinyl, and there were uh-huh. bins under the racks, and signs pointing people to saying, <laughs> "More stuff More at here. your feet." You yeah. know, basically, yeah, yeah. basically, crouch crouch down and have a look under here because there's millions under yeah. here. Um, and I sort of went started wandering around, and and, and there were. There was a big team of JB High fi people with the lanyards and all that kind of stuff, scratching their heads and wandering around. And it wasn't because people weren't buying vinyl at all, you know. Mm. But but I reckon it was because of crappy crappy uh, record purchasing decisions by the shop. Ah, um, okay. <laughs> because because okay, case in point uh, and quick, I'll do this. Um, there's a lot of coloured. Vinyl of Creedence Clearwater Revival LPs, the classic ones. That's hot right fiction, now. Sixties and seventies. Yeah, mm. but um, yeah. it's all well and good, but dozens of them.
0: Yeah. Mm, uh, er, yes, yeah, so it's and, an, and, a niche and, market. But that right? was
1: probably not a good example because there were there was you, you would there were four or five copies of kind of what you'd expect to be some middle ground artists. who were not, you know, super famous and super popular. Mm. And neither are they completely obscure or hip. Mm. But but somebody perfectly ordinary would have five copies of an album, and you just think they they're, they're never sell them. They mm. never sell them. And back in the day, you know, you think, well, that band there would only be two copies in here mm. when vinyl was yeah. originally a thing. Yeah. So the buying policy is is basically it's vinyl. It's bound to sell a lot.
0: They haven't shut down some other stores, um, have they? And just shifted some stock in I, something <laughs> like that? No,
1: not that I know. No, no, no. Oh. no. And the th- the way, and I went to it was just there because a couple of yeah. days later I happened to go past um, a different one mm. a different part of town I thought I'll oh, just go in there and look in here see if it's the same thing no such thing was there it was it was pretty you know sorted yeah. so I wonder if I have different buyers for different shops yeah, and they, uh, the one at, the one in New Lynn just got it wrong mm. and ended up with far too many albums however I did benefit so I got um uh, Echo and the Men. um album for about half price. Oh, no. Nice. Just to get it, out, get it out of the shop. Uh, and also Record Store Day issue. I can never stand going to stores on Record Store Day. Mm. Um, but there was um, Ian Dury, uh, "Reasons to be cheerful, 12-inch, for nice. not very much money at all. So I got that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was just my tale of um, one thing. And I did um, mention to the, the wandering group of <laughs> lanyarded employees that um, maybe they'd sort of slightly bought too many albums and they all sort of nodded embarrassedly and um, and walked away from me very quickly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just a zero in the wrong place, that's all. Yeah. yeah. We didn't want 10 of Let's these. See. We wanted one of these. No, uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Should have bought one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there well. you go. There you go. I had a thought the other day. Well, i thought about Mm. it ages ago, but um, do musicians listen to music differently to non-musicians? I've often thought this, being what I would call a musician myself uh, of sorts, Um, and and yeah, it's got me thinking. So going back to, like when I used to go to lots of gigs back in the, you know, in the heyday in the 90s, and Mm. yeah, mates would go along and they'd just get drunk and go up the front and jump around and go bananas, whereas (sighs) I would- take my car not drink and i'd stand quietly at the side watching the bass player yeah, and the drummer just studying mm-hmm. it you know uh live music and i still do to this day i'm watching their fingers i'm watching how they move and you know all that uh, and and listening to music especially over the last few years i've learned a lot more about music you know i've been sort of exploring jazz and stuff like that so y- you do you have to be able to really listen to music to play jazz um yeah. So, you know, I can listen, I can go, oh, they've gone one, that's a one, six, two, five progression there. Oh, they've modulated to the minor for the bridge. I can think like that. Yeah. Some musicians can't. No. So I wonder if their experience is completely different and probably better.
1: I Ooh, don't know. I there don't are times
0: when obviously you put some great music on and you jump around and it's great. You just um, feel it. I but suppose. a lot of the yeah. time I'm really studying it really, you know? Yeah.
1: And you're feeling it and analysing it, I suppose. I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is, your, is that any more valid an experience? I'm not really sure. See, I I'm know. kind of a musician, but mm. I'm a musician who doesn't really know much about music. So um, it's different for me. As i said mm. to you, I'm a harmonic player. As people know, some people know. And we have to ask what key the song is in. So, I, uh, you know, I don't get. <laughs> so you pick the right harp out of I the case, yeah. I don't get that analysis. Um, mm. Yes, that's right. And I even have to, you know, make sure that the letter is written on it.
0: I should say for new um, listeners that um, our theme music uh, to the podcast yes. that's us. So
1: that's we me on guitar. It's that. that guitar we didn't there there it off anyone.
0: That that's that at, guitar you can see there if you're yeah. on YouTube, and it's you blowing your harp. So uh, yeah, My original music
1: are in that corner mm. uh, there.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, um, interesting. So I'm going to put the word out on our socials. Because yeah. I've, I've got, you know, I know a lot of people who are musicians and drummers. Yeah. um, So uh, we'll uh, put the word out and see what people think.
1: And the other thing we could perhaps add, which something I mentioned, is that, you know, do people listen to music first or lyrics first? Because I'm definitely a music first man before lyrics. Uh, some other people are not. Um,
0: yeah, I know.
1: I have I to know. concentrate to listen to lyrics. I have to think, oh, I'm going to listen to the lyrics now and play the song.
0: You've got... Different types of songs kind of. And different types of artists, right? So yeah. you've got Bob Dylan, for example. The music's not challenging, usually. The music is what it is. He's usually got a great band around him, but the music Especially is what it, what it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's all about the lyrics. Um, yeah. It's definitely not about the melodies or, um, or the vocal performances. Um, and then you've got, and then as someone who's written a few songs, sometimes the lyrics don't matter at all. You pick up your guitar yeah. and you might find a little chord progression, or your piano, whatever you're you're at, and you do a little chord progression and you hum a melody into your phone recorder thing, and then you just try and make some words work, you know, yeah. and it doesn't it doesn't mean a thing. And there are plenty of songs out there, and you're like, what? What's that all about?
1: What? Huh? Well, at the matter. point, as it happens, I was listening to uh, Little Richard's twenty greatest
0: there you
1: go I don't know the famous uh, "What etc yeah. um, but ooh my soul just repeats things endlessly until he finishes two and a half minutes later mm. uh, but it's all, it's all, all fantastic stuff yeah. uh, but it's hardly Proust
0: no it's um, about <laughs> it's about feelings vibes hooks all those things right so I don't yeah. really pay much attention to lyrics not really no. Uh, no interesting funny we're talking about songwriting I was going to ask you a question I wrote it down here, but I didn't know if we'd do it, but I'll do it now. So I I heard a uh, pop trivia fact yesterday. Who's the only band where every member has written a number one single for that band? Oof. It's a British band.
1: I'll give you a clue. And we're not going to say The Beatles
0: because that's daft. You too. No. No. I'll tell you the answer, then you try and name the songs. Gordon. Queen. Oh, So, Freddie, obviously. Oh, yeah. What did Brian write? Brian? I think he wrote a few, but number ones, I think he wrote We Are the Champions.
1: Oh, okay. John Deacon will be the number number one dust, dust. dude.
0: Yeah. And... uh, Uh, Rog. Who did Rog write? He wrote Radio Gaga. Did he? Well, there you go. Okay. There you go. It's a good one. Good one for the pub quiz. Gene. Yeah.
1: Amazing. I'm not. I'm not a Queen devotee at all. Uh, no. I can, I recognise. I. As I think I've said before. I recognise the 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 showmanship, the sheer force they could um, they yeah. could assemble from the stage. But yeah. uh, uh, it's the, the early bits for me, and one or two of the later songs, and the Live Aid performs, of course. But mm. um, mm. no, I wasn't a massive fan.
0: I was thinking about Live Aid. Why was I thinking about Live Aid? I oh, I, I was listening to that interview. I should have written this down actually. Uh, on the latest episode of Word in Your Ear, uh, oh, yeah. can you remember the guy's name? He's the session player. I think the song's called "Absolute." Kevin Be-
1: Armstrong, you, you said Kevin. Kevin Armstrong.
0: Armstrong. The song's called "Absolute yeah. Beginner," I think, and its memoir. He's worked with them all. You know, he's worked with all yeah. the big, the big guns. He was in Bowie's band at Live Aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone else. Um, yeah, and that yeah. got me thinking. I've never seen Live Aid. I've never seen it. Didn't watch it at the time. I, I remember exactly where I was. Okay. I was on my holidays. Uh, I didn't watch it. Right. Yeah. I saw it. I've never seen it. Obviously, I've s- probably seen it all. I uh, sat in the, front in of the
1: telly with the windows open mm. on a sunny day and stayed in yeah. and watched most of it. I got a bit oh. bored during the American one. Oh, uh, yeah. Terrible performances on that one.
0: Mm. <sighs> Poor old Paul McCartney. He always gets the uh, technical gremlins, doesn't he, on these yeah. big things? Poor brother. Yeah, but no, I never saw it, Live Aid. I was hmm. I was 16 at the time. Yeah, I was away on my holidays in Cornwall. Yeah, anyway, there you go. Uh, cool. All right, I reckon we'll call it a day there because you need to get some sleep, don't you? Because you've had an early start today. Yeah, uh, I was at the, uh,
1: at the airport to pick up my daughter at 4 a.m. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and it's now 1 p.m. Yeah. And I've sort of had a I've had a day already, in, yeah. in more or less. So <laughs>
0: yeah, so we'll wrap it up there. I've Just got to get back rest. to work. So um, yeah. thanks for Sound. listening, everyone. Um, if you like us, click like. If you don't like us, click like twice. Dude, something like that, um, or three times. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, and who's um, you want? stay in, stay in touch on on the socials and all that, uh, and uh, we'll see you soon. Say goodbye, Captain. Goodbye, Captain. Bye, folks.
1: Notigue.